Holding space for someone is so important in times of grief or trauma healing or in therapeutic environments so that more awareness, trust, and compassion is fostered. It's also how we learn the best. So if you aren't holding space for yourself, you're missing out on a critical piece of self-love and kindness. Welcome to the Modern Life and Spirit Podcast, where we explore spiritual topics relevant to today's world. Your hosts, certified psychic medium, Christina Wooten, and Reiki master teacher, Robert Wooten, break down how to work with spirit to create more positive growth in your life. Consider this podcast your go-to spiritual resource for navigating the modern world. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Modern Life and Spirit Podcast. My name is Christina Wooten, Certified Psychic Medium. So glad to be here with you today. And we're going to be talking about a really important topic, which is how do you show up essentially for yourself in the context of holding space? So you've probably heard the phrase holding space for someone. It usually comes up among healers or caretakers in a family, if you're a counselor or a coach, or if you lead retreats or classes. But if you haven't heard this before, then let's break down what holding space actually is. Like, what does this mean? Holding space is when you're being physically, mentally, emotionally present for someone. When you hold space, you're fully supporting them as they feel their feelings. You're doing that from a space of non-judgment, from complete compassion. You're helping others to feel safe so that they can be really vulnerable and in a trusting space that allows for healing and revelation to happen. So you may have experienced times where someone's holding space for you if you've had a counseling appointment or sometimes a friend who gives you a lot of support and is non-judgmental and that allows you to go deeper with your feelings. For that friend to really hold space for you, they have to put their own ego and opinions in their own place as you're sharing. So they're supporting you by asking questions and listening lovingly as something comes up. So you're just allowed to explore and to open up and express whatever it is that needs to be expressed. More times than not, when people talk about holding space, it's always in the context of holding space for others. We know holding space is healing, it's revealing. What if we put as much value in holding space for others as we do for ourselves, for our own healing? I think holding space is sometimes what our spirit guides are doing for us too. They aren't always giving opinions or telling you what you have to do. They're the facilitator and a mirror pointing you back to your truth, to your own discovery. It's so loving and so brilliantly close to spirit to truly hold space. When you know that you're in a safe space that's rooted in unconditional love and compassion, you don't feel like you have to defend yourself. 
So you can open up and explore more of your inner landscape. I think that we can see how important this is when you're going through the grief process or if you're doing trauma healing. Looking at grief, notice how your circle shrinks when you're in a really difficult and vulnerable, raw time in your life. I bet that those people who you still reach out to are the ones who are holding space for you. It isn't the ones who are offering opinions or platitudes. It's just the beauty of acceptance and loving you through it. So here's my question to you. Are you being fully physically, mentally, and emotionally present for yourself? If you can't say 100% yes, then I have another question for you. Are you doing it for others? Because if you can hold space for others, you can do it for yourself. I had a few Reiki healing clients from the past that needed someone to help them hold space for healing to happen because they didn't know how to do it for themselves. And I want you to see if you notice any of these signs in yourself because they can be warning signs that you aren't creating that safe container for yourself. If you have trouble crying or feeling those difficult emotions like you dissociate a bit from that, you aren't always sure what you're feeling and would definitely benefit from having a feeling chart to reference. (laughs) So if someone asks you how you feel, you have to like sit to check in, like how do I feel, and process that instead of it being something you're naturally aware of. You notice that your body is how you express your emotions. So you get sick when you're stressed, or you may feel fine, but your body is super tense all the time, or you just frequently get sick and kind of have to take yourself out of life. If you don't know what to do with a feeling, so you just try and ignore it or reason with it and then end up just repressing it. You feel like you have things stored in your body, but you don't know what they are or where they come from. And lastly, a critical inner voice. Because that critical inner voice is the opposite of holding space. It's nothing but judgment and negativity and logicking. It's just a harsh space and not one that really is bringing out your sensitive, your vulnerable, your most compassionate side. It's usually repressing all of that. To really hold space for yourself, the goal is to continuously be in a space of self-trust, feeling safe with vulnerability, meeting yourself with non-judgment and compassion, and complete presence for whatever comes up, no matter what it is. And I don't think that we can all say we're always in that space. I know that I've used that critical voice in the past as a means of 
pushing myself harder and trying to achieve new things and trying to create growth as a result of that critical voice. And so at times I've treated that voice as a friend rather than seeing and knowing that I could grow even more through trust and gentleness and process and sensitivity and kindness. The challenge is stepping into the fullness of holding that space for yourself. So you may be wondering, okay, I know I need to hold space for myself. It's not my natural inclination. I don't know exactly what I'm doing or what this means. How do I get started? And the first place is just bringing more awareness to how you're feeling, to what's happening within your emotional landscape, what's happening within your body, what's happening in how you're interpreting your experiences. It's bringing you to a place of presence rather than a place of autopilot, because autopilot means that The subconscious is in control rather than being intentional, being a present, conscious contributor to your life. And if you have struggled with having and maintaining that awareness of your feelings, your sensitive side, then it may be beneficial to you to just set some alarms or set some specific times throughout the day where you're committing to check in and just how do I feel if I just sit in a moment of presence, what comes up for me? And that allows you to become more of the witness, more of the observer versus being the judge or being subject to it. And I know that it can sound a little bit silly, but having a feeling chart available to you does help you get into more specifics beyond sad, mad, exhausted, (laughs) and helps you get into some of the nuances so that you can get a deeper sense of revelation about what's actually happening inside. And the key is your emotions are helping you to understand what belief system, what thought processes that you are creating around the circumstances in your life. And that's where you can begin to shift and change and create more consciousness that contributes in a positive way to your life. And it just starts with checking in and having more presence. The next place to start is just treating yourself with kindness, which seems kind of like a (laughs) no-brainer, but boy, it sure can be hard. Treating yourself with kindness can be making sure that you remind yourself to eat a meal that you've been missing. It can be letting yourself pursue your dreams and see your traits as really positive to see how kind you are. I want to share with you an exercise to just observe how kind you truly are to yourself. So I want you to imagine that for right now, you could just step outside of your body for a moment. And I want you to pretend 
that your heart, the part of yourself that's just full of love, of innocence, your instincts, your potential energy. Imagine all of that as being like a child. And when you think of that child, what do they look like? What are they wearing? What are they doing? Just observe it for a moment. If your heart was a child, how would you experience that? And then I want you to see your thoughts, your actions, your motivations to take the form of a parent. What is that person wearing? What do they look like? What are they doing? And as you take this step back, what is the relationship like between the two of them? Does it seem healthy? Is the parent domineering? If that adult parent isn't lovingly holding space for your inner child, if they don't have a very good relationship, if there seems to be a conflict rather than a harmony, then you know you have more work to do with self-kindness. And rather than making this a judgment, make it an opportunity for you to explore what it feels like to really give yourself exactly what you need to blossom, to grow, to have the perfect conditions to be in a space of self-acceptance and self-love. Now listen, I know this third one is going to be one that you've heard before. And I also know it's probably one that you're struggling the most with. And that is, drumroll, boundaries. (laughs) Boundaries is how you create safe space in your life so that you can reveal more of your true natural self. It's also how you separate what's on your side of the street and what's not on your side of the street. So it's creating a sense of clarity for yourself and others around those expectations, around how you are taking care of your own needs. And I promise when you show up with your own boundaries, people can trust you more because they sense that you're not looking to them to meet your own needs, that you're taking responsibility for what your needs are and taking good care of yourself. When you have someone like that in your life, it just helps you to feel really safe around them and safe with their expectations of you as being reasonable. And it also helps you to feel safer and comfortable and inspired, hopefully, to do the same thing for yourself. If you allow people into your life who are not safe people for you, so they don't hold space for you, they bring a lot of negativity with it, they have a hostile energy, that's not going to be a safe place for you to open up and grow and develop and explore your inner landscape. So you're going to end up constantly serving them versus truly growing. And when you recognize that 
when you have healthy boundaries, you empower other people to be healthy with their boundaries as well. And to show up in their life in positive and healthy ways. So I know that boundaries are tough. And they're what a lot of people have to learn. But it's also one of the best ways that you can show maturity, that you can show spiritual growth and that you're letting go of ego because spirit asks us to show up in healthy ways for ourselves and for other people. And through that, a door opens for true connection, higher consciousness to enter in. So boundaries are a really important part of that. One incredibly toxic trait that just cuts holding space for yourself down at the knees is spiritual bypassing. And spiritual bypassing is where you may be just using the power of positive thoughts to bypass or ignore your human self, your human reaction to invalidate yourself, not Intentionally, it's usually with the intention of, you know, I want to feel empowered. I don't want to feel like I'm in surrender mode. I don't want to feel the anger and frustration that I'm having. So I'm just going to use spiritual principles to ignore what my human self is actually experiencing. So spiritual bypassing really is part of that repression or part of that dissociation between the human experience and your spiritual self. So the more you engage in spiritual bypassing, pretending that things are fine or just going, oh, this is uncomfortable, let me immediately shift it into what feels comfortable, the less that you're able to fully accept things as they are And let them be okay. We're here to love and to express the fullness of that. And that involves accepting all different parts of ourselves. The part of ourselves that feels neglected or angry or hurt when something happens. The part of ourselves that we often try and repress or the shadow sides of ourselves that we judge in some way as not being good enough and push it to the side rather than really explore it as an invitation of a part of who we are and what we're supposed to be doing here in this physical world creating this incredible reality. So spiritual bypassing is something that prevents the fullness of realization from occurring. It's just like putting everything into a pretty box, wrapping it up with a bow. But when you open it up, there's just this smog of negativity that's really been just kind of sugar coated over. And so spiritual bypassing, it feels good in the moment and that you feel like you're taking control, you feel like you're stepping into empowerment and feeling more comfortable because of that. But it it always is taking us away from complete acceptance and sometimes the surrender that we need to experience to have the next level of ego death. 
So we've talked a lot about holding space and how critical, how important it is to hold space, not just for other people so that their true selves can be more realized, but for yourself so that you can allow yourself to get the most from this incredible experience that you can meet your true self with exactly what it needs to continue to blossom, to grow, and gain authenticity in this experience. And I think that holding space for each other is the true essence of loving each other. This is where we create a deeper connection between true spiritual love and unconditional love and bring that more into the earth, which creates that bridge between heaven and earth. It truly is a powerful medicine and a balm for the soul. So those people in your life that hold space for you, hold on to them tightly and take small steps towards creating this same safe space for yourself so you can continue to meet new parts of yourself, parts of yourself that you've never explored, parts of yourself that you are just waiting to fall in love with that you're just waiting to be guided by because it's going to be an incredible teacher for you and parts of yourself that are leading you to your next miracle and your next highest experience. So start small and create that commitment that holding space for yourself, that you're absolutely worthy of that, even if it's uncomfortable even if it means you have to you know, push the ego to the side so that you can truly be in a state of presence and receptivity for what the fullness of everything that wants to come forward. I think your biggest assignment as we leave today is to check in with yourself, check in with how you're feeling, check in with what needs to be heard, and start processing some of the things that normally would just build up into heaviness and allow it to just be heard and move on and move through you with acceptance and compassion. All right, everyone. See you next week. Many blessings. The Modern Life and Spirit podcast is for informational purposes only. The information provided is not intended to provide medical, psychological, legal, or financial advice. Information provided is not to diagnose or treat any medical or psychological illness. To read the full disclaimer, see SedonaMedium.com.